When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. Nelson Mandela. Everyone that knows me knows that I'm a swimmer, right? And I was terrified of water because... Like a lot of people, um, when I was in summer camp, I got pushed in the pool and almost drowned. So I never wanted to swim or have the desire. But as I was getting older and moving into 40, my 40th year, I decided that whatever I was fearful of, I was going to confront it because I was not going to allow fear to deter me from doing something that I wanted to do. Well, 
I ended up going to the YMCA. I was taught by this amazing guy we called Coach Rich. He was a retired fireman. And I used to go to the pool like it was my job. I used to go to the pool at least two to three times a day, like six or seven o'clock in the morning. And then um, after work on the weekends, it was more like three times. But the point is, I did not allow fear to prevent me from meeting all the people that I met at the pool, um, engaging in, excuse me, fundraisers for the children, um, their summer camp. We would swim. Today, be proud and confront your fears. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited After podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I have to exhale because I always tell you guys how blessed you are in meeting the guest on our show and learning about the guest on our show. But I'm taking an exhale because I've known this guest for a very long time, very long time. And it's a blessing to still be in touch with him, even though I don't talk to him, see him every day, none of that. I just feel like he's one of those people where you pick up where you left off. And he is one of the most talented people that I've been really blessed to work with in this industry. Um, he is in a place in, in, in terms of departments, in terms of film and TV, where we don't glamorize it. We glamorize actors, we glamorize directors, we glamorize producers, and even DPs. Roger Deakins. See? But we're going to give him mad love today, audience. I want you to literally stand up, put your hands together for the amazing, phenomenal storyboard artist in the industry, Warren Drummond. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. you. I'm got to like build up to that, live up to it. Thank you, Trace. We go way back. Seriously, you guys, we go back to 1994. Three. It was shot three. in 93. It was Dro- shot in 93. Squad. Oh, Drop Squad. You were Drop Squad too. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I didn't work on Drop Squad, but um, I was around and then trying to get a job from Butch. And then he finally hired me to do an infomercial. Drop Squad was... Shot in 93, released in 94 with the Bubba Rim because I used to work at Bloomingdale's and I left Bloomingdale's after years of being there to work on the Bubba Rim in, in June of 93. So, yeah. You, know, you guys, I want you to I want you to walk them through this extensive and phenomenal career. I just want to read a couple of things off to you guys. Like I always encourage my audience, Warren, to go to imdb.com and check the credits, right? Because I'm not playing games here. Y'all are. So let me tell you something. I'm going to start with Above the Rim, Drop Squad, Major Pain, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, We're going to go to Rebound, Jungle to Jungle, The Devil's Own. analyze this a beautiful mind are y'all listening i need y'all to listen because i need y'all to listen to not only his credits but who he is working with they called him okay continuing the born identity are we listening antoine fisher biker's boy too fast too furious let me go let me get up here cuz you guys you have to read every single credit i'm i'm serious rush hour 3 um Jeff. oh my god john singleton's chef fences cuz i love the play and i love the movie it stood right. up to um you guys ride along oh my lord you have to read gray's anatomy um oh my god halloween 
Hawaii 5.0 SWAT. Let me, I'm not even getting to closer to his present credits, you guys. I'm trying. I really am. Miss Marvel. Um, okay. Creed 3. Let me stop there. Little word there. Warren. And also nominated for three awards, you guys. Okay. So when it's, there's no games here. Warren, can you please tell us your road to storyboard on these memorable, magnificent, classic films that you have been a part of? This isn't, this isn't where I say I was born a poor black child. Um, no. <laughs> um, grew up in Jamaica, Queens to John and Ruth Drummond. Um, went to art and design high school. Uh, had some, had a friend in there, Den- Dennis Cowan is still out there kicking it in comic books. Went to SBA, School oh. of Visual Arts in New York. Oh. Worked at Bloomingdale's during my college years. And then I thought, okay, I'll just be out there during college. But after I graduate, I'll go right into being a freelancer. Didn't happen that way. So freelancing <laughs> was hard. I worked, I did some work for, um, Glamour Magazine, Freelance Illustration, The Source Magazine, which was a big hip-hop magazine, got some work in there. But it took me years, took me till uh, 1993 to finally break out when I got my first offer to do a movie called The Drop Squad. Mm. And part of that came, i got to give props to my friend Gregory Mays, childhood mm-hmm. friend of mine that got me a short film that got me the samples to get the Drop Squad in the first place. And once I got the Drop Squad, uh, my friend that Black filmmaker Rodney Stringfellow recommended me for, uh, actually for the Drop Squad, and then I got Above the Rim. Above the Rim. Mm-hmm. Recommendations for, for that movie. So after that, it slowly, it was still really slow. So even after getting my first big break, Mm-hmm. It was still slow. And then it wasn't my first big movie was getting hired to do second unit work on Die Hard with a Vengeance. So second unit. So I didn't work with the main director, John McTiernan, who, who direct who worked with Sam and Bruce. And Will Bruce. Willis. I worked with the second unit director, who's also the stunt coordinator, a gentleman named Terry Leonard, who was one of the greatest stuntmen who whoever lived. He's still a very close friend of mine. And Terry was Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Star going underneath the truck. That was Terry Leonard. Mm-hmm. So that got me my first big A movie. And from there, once you have a big movie under your belt with samples, then I got some slowly, it slowly picked up my motion, uh, some um, uh, motion. But then, so I started to finally figure it out in New York and I, and I got the big thing that changed my life Mm-hmm. Was meeting uh, my brother in arms, John Sittingleton, uh-huh. who, who I became. He was he's one of the best friends I've ever have had, will ever have, or mm-hmm. many people have had. He was just a great human being. Besides the filmmaking aspect of John Singleton, he was such a warm and inviting human being, and I love that guy like family. He was family to me, family to him. I knew his family. He knew my family, my son and wife. They loved him dearly. So we met in nine. We actually met at a uh, source of uh, source magazines Christmas party. And I asked him, hey, because he had done poetic justice. So I said, hey, 
do you happen to have a storyboard artist? And he said, I got one. And that guy happened to be Peter Ramsey, who later won an Academy Award for Spider-Man Into the Mm Spider-Verse. So Flipper had three years, 97, I got a call to do Shaft. So we got along really well. And Shaft was a long process. Shaft, it's- I was there. Yes, because we- With Buster. But Shaft, the thing about Shaft though, it started mm-hmm. in 97. It was a uh-huh. different story. John had written the father-son script, which is oh. totally different than what we saw with the Sam Jackson version of the movie. So John, yeah. so John had a whole father-son script, um, and the studio wouldn't support the budget he wanted to, to have. They just were very cheap on that one. So it so he, it went into like turnaround and he developing, and they had to find a lead actor for the son. That didn't work out. They had to rejigger it to be a single Shaft movie. Get an actor, Sam. Sam came in, killed it. Sam was Sam killed it, and it was great seeing Sam because we became friends on Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was right. just, and we're both Sam and I are both big comic book fans and fans of of Asian action movies. So we got along famously. He was always fantastic. So got to see him on that one. So that was great. That was a big one. And then I moved to Los Angeles. So I had to basically uproot everything and come to LA. And uh-huh. who was there? And John was there for me then uh-huh. to um get me working his films in LA. And that's and then we really just became Butch and Sundance. Uh-huh. And it was just so then I got into the union and then uh-huh. I to do movies and just keep clawing and punching, clawing and punching, clawing your way up. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, this is a part of filmmaking, this um, particular department that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And um, actors, um, I loved um, listening to Michael um, B. Jordan on when he talked. Yeah, at Ward's Kimmel, Day, yeah. you guys, you, you guys, Ward's Day, was, was it Jimmy Kimball? Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, so... I love when Michael was talking about the importance, like, and, and, you know, the casualness of it all, you guys, because he was like, yeah, you know, um, he called up D Denzel and Denzel said, they listen, gotta get with my boy Warren. They were on set. They were on set doing a journal for Jordan. Uh-huh. So he calls me Warren, Warren. Hey, it's D. And he, the whole story of, Michael was right next to him and he said, I want you to work with Michael B and Michael. And he put him on the phone with me. So it was like, Michael was like, I'll just picture him going like, Hey man, <laughs> that I don't know. I've met once briefly years ago. And he was like put into this play date. Right. So, so he did work with me. I did work on the movie early on. So I did some conceptual work. Right. Wanted a certain way to film the box. He didn't want to just do the same thing that they've done in other boxing movies. So he wanted to have something that's more stylized. So work with some conceptual mainframe storyboards of how he wanted to shoot it. And I also did some scenes in the movie. And then the show went to Atlanta and then they moved on, got some other people on doing storyboards. But I was there early on. So I was I broke him in. Wow. 
I just thought it was, and, and this was right after we had confirmed you being on the show. Oh, yeah. And then here I see, I'm listening to the shout out to you. And I'm like, yes. I was, it was a shock call yeah. from my, uh, some cousins in, in Florida called me up. And I was like, what? Wow. What? Yeah. Yeah. It was fierce. It, yeah. it was just so, it was, and, and for him to explain the fact that, you know, through the storyboarding, you got your shot list and so much that he learned. Mm -hmm. And I was saying, like, people don't know that process. Right. So, like, also in that department, are there a lot of people in that department that look like you? It do, oh, that look like me. Well, in storyboards, I can say in comparison to, let's say, Teamsters, mm -hmm. very much oh. people that don't look like you or, or I, or wow. the camera department, storyboards is really who's the best artist or who's the artist that they like their style. It wow. is, I've been in this game for a long time and I can say there are top artists who are Caucasian, Black, Asian, Latino. It doesn't matter, storyboards, they just want good artists. Yeah. It's all about the style. They don't, that's one thing I've not had the issue with. What I have had an issue with mm -hmm. is, particularly early on going into a production office and being the only black person there. Wow. Jackie Robinson. I was like, even on a black movie, you'd be wow. like, there are no black people on this movie. Wow. Very few. And there weren't any, any department heads, which is a very important thing, you know, because you can hire a PA or you could have somebody who's mm -hmm. running errands. But when you have someone who's the head of the department, when you have a, Wynn Thomas, my love, who is a top-notch production designer running the department. If you have a teamster cap like Kenny Gaskins in New York who runs a department, when, when you have location people, um, my niece in New York, um, Malika Johnson, she's a scout and she mm. a lot of big, big movies. But when you have department heads, when you have, you know, there are very few black DPs, okay? There mm -hmm. are even Black uh, production office co coordinators. Mm -hmm. how, many, how many are th are there in other areas where we run the department? Right. That's a big thing. So it's not, it's not just how many of us, uh, people of color, are there. Right. How many are running? How many Black stunt coordinators are there? Jeff Ward. Ward. Jeff Ward. That's my brother. Yeah. There. I, mean, I worked with him on New York Undercover. That's right. He's a dear friend of mine. But okay. how many of us are running departments? Mm -hmm. so that has to change. So um, I think that there have been some changes there, but it's still a long way to go as far as getting representation for, for also not just uh, people of color, but mm -hmm. women in yes. being department heads. How many female stunt coordinators are there? Yeah. In other departments where, how many uh, women directors and writers, uh, screenwriters. Right. In, um, and I can say that I'm married to a very talented um, hyphenate, Betty K. Bynum. I love you, baby. And she is <laughs> in the WGA. She's in SAG. Yeah. She's immensely talented screenwriter, actress, comes mm -hmm. from the singing background. But it's hard to for black women writers out there, like all the people who were recognized for the Woman King. Let's not forget all the talented people. Yes. Gina Bycewood, Viola, Gina Bycewood. 
uh, Shauna Lynch, let's say, mm. not recognized by the Academy. And, you know, that type of movie is would be the, the Oscar bait, usually, if it was a bunch of blonde Amazons, but it wasn't. So there are mm-hmm. things that Hollywood still has to work out. So I have a question that, like, just because, you know, the whole purpose of um, my show, Inside the Black Box, mm-hmm. is to... I created this show 18 years, 19 years ago now, but as a platform for people of color to talk about their experiences because they're totally different from our counterpart, right? Our white counterpart. And so, um, it, you know, it's frightening to think that in 2023, we have a long way to go. And I can't even tell you the stories on Crackle TV, download the Crackle app for free. Um, season one is season two that, the stories just, you know, from Darnell Martin, like Tracy, you know, an, an executive in 2020 told her she had a list of five black casting directors. And he said, wow, I didn't know there were so many black casting directors out there to hearing you say, yes, I have. I'm here at this point. I've opened so many doors to probably so many people standing on your shoulders that. We still have a long way to go. Last, yes, and again, black casting directors. Another shout out to uh, my cousin Maria Nelson and a partner Ellen Marshall, who are top notch. Who I love. You Those love. are my people. They helped get oh, me on the rim. So you know, they're yes. All of you have to be recognized. You know, so you can get on big movies. Right. Another thing. How many our friends who are top notch? people in the sound department and they have trouble getting themselves onto big movies and they're just as good or better than people, people out there. So, uh, is that there's a way to go. So do you mentor? Yes. Whenever I can, I've, um, I have, uh, um, as a matter of fact, I have a friend, Brian McGee, who mm-hmm. I mentored early on for storyboards. He's a fantastically talented artist. Um, mm-hmm. I mentored him. I have a friend, James Zark, out here in LA. I mentored him. You give back. But I yeah. I will mentor people who have the talent and who have the wherewithal and who have the drive to work hard. But I will especially work hard for people of color and for women in the business. The, the people wow. that will get the less I'll put more into because you don't have people caping for them. So I yeah. have mentored, let's say, young black artists. I have mentored some, give some for any people that are who don't get that shine on them that need the help. Everyone doesn't have access to have all my right. my dad or my mom works in, in in the industry and they can help me get there. You need to have people out there who help. I've had help. I've had people that looked out for me in, in, in the industry that helped it, that put my name out there. So got to do it. Got to throw the rope back. So can you, I agree. Cause like, you know, Twinkie bird, I could laundry list Twinkie. all the casting directors that, you know, I've that assisted me and have gone on and have their careers now. Um, and there's a reason why there are no casting schools, casting books, casting training seminars, right? Mm-hmm. Same with agents. So um, take us, because I want actors out here now who are, you know, didn't know about this department or mm-hmm. are now 
great artists and thinking, wow, I could use my talent in this. What's the take us through the process when you're hired by a producer for a studio film? Well, then you have a, you might get a phone call with the director to make sure if you guys have chemistry, do you get along? Some, you know, it depends on who the director is. Some directors are are very much, uh, some are laid back. Mm -hmm. Some are more, they just want to do the work and buy the book. So people can be a mix. Are they funny? Do they have a sense of humor? But also Mm -hmm. what kind of style, but the important thing is, do they like your style? Because forward artists like actors, we're different. We all come with a different set of tools. Some people are great at doing comedy. Some are great at doing act doing action, um, period movies. People are great with doing costumes. Some are more detail-oriented. Some are really great with movement to make you feel what's going on. Um, Just like the same way that you cast an actor, you cast Mm -hmm. a storyboard artist. A lot of us can do a lot of different things. Just because you do one genre doesn't mean that you can't do another. I've done horror movies. I've done a lot of comedies. I've done action movies. I've done dramatic movies, so I can do a lot of different things. But there are people that, let's say, people that draw spaceships very well. They would get a they would get a, a light on a sci-fi movie. People that draw mm-hmm. animals well will get if there's a horse movie. I've gotten that before, where right. people will ask me, "Can you do? Can you draw a horse? Have you done that?" And that's. They, they get really particular as far mm-hmm. as what your skill set is. So um, everyone doesn't get the shot at doing everything. Right. But if people they know give you great praise, you have a much easier time being hired. So we'll go through that. And then I'll ask them, like when I work with Denzel on Antoine Fisher, I asked him, what's your visual paradigm for the movie? And he said, um, it would be... Um, ordinary people because it's very mm-hmm. similar movie so Denzel's not mm-hmm. a very he's not a flashy director he's a lot mm-hmm. like Clint Eastwood in that department as far as how they shoot things very simply they like the actors works so I know um something that, that he said that um he liked my work with me because I don't just show him what he, he wants but I show him what he does not want so he doesn't mm-hmm. like dramatic angles or 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 actually thinks he likes certain certain way other directors want to have low angles wide angles lens things and all that so it depends on what the director needs so go over that and then we go over how he wants a scene how do they want a certain scene shot sometimes directors will will have everything lined up like john singleton would shot list everything he uh, like fast and furious a scene might have a 200 shots listed down for a single scene because he would go into shot number one, wide shot, shot number two, uh, camera booms down, shot number two A, camera goes to from a master shot to a mini master. He'd be very detailed every shot, but he'd also, wow. he'd also leave me room to be creative. Other directors are, they have certain shots in mind, but they don't have everything. So, so they know that they know they'll have this part of the, of the scene locked up another part lot but the middle do what you want and then you have other directors who aren't visual at first like ron howard on a beautiful mind i came yeah. in to help another friend of mine uh my friend uh rick 
Mason, who was another artist. So he called me on to help out. And mm-hmm. Ron Howard does not, or at least for that movie, did not shot list. He would just, we talk about the scene and then he let us, the artists, come up with the first pass. And wow. then come in and say, okay, I like this. I don't like that. Change this. Keep that. And that's how we work for there. So there's there's no mm-hmm. one single way a board artist works with a director. That's great. And then for you, I would imagine, because you've worked with so many of the greats in the industry, right. that have you thought about directing yourself? Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Um, well, my wife, Betty, um, 2000, 2018, so my son, Josh, so Josh had written a short film script and we're talking, oh. so the family's talking about the table and Betty said, so you're going to direct the short. I was like, okay. Because <laughs> my thing, I got into the business to write. I love to write more than anything. Uh-huh. I thought about directing the back of my head. Right. But writing was selling that script first. That was the main thing besides doing storyboards. But Betty right. Betty saw the talent, but she have have a a a mate who loves you, who knows your potential, and who will push you. Betty will push the hell out of me. In a wow. So she said, "You're going to direct." Wow. I'll say yes, ma'am. Yes. And uh, so then I had to get a plan. How do I want to shoot it? So I had to storyboard to show it out that my son, he wrote it, he he acted in it, he scored it. He's very talented also. Josh Drummond, yes, that's my boy. Wow. So, and Betty did everything else. She did like 12 jobs on the movie. But I had to, okay, think like a director because I had to I had to then be the leader and lead people. So, I, so on set, things happen on set. You have to be able to navigate if something happens that's not planned because a lot of things that our plan will happen to you. So uh-huh. how, do you, how do you compensate for that? So I had to plan out the shot list with the DP, Carl Hahn, and um, and uh, go from there. So that was the first thing. But um, I definitely do and will direct a some shorts this year because directing, I got to do it. Like, I got to yeah. not be that guy to just... I agree. Hands it off. I got to be the person that says, no, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So that's because you, yeah. I, I just, we're, we're at the end of our interview. It went by fast. I didn't even get a chance to ask other questions. So you always have an invitation back on here. I'll come back. But I, I said that to you because as an acting coach, I've been so blessed to be on you know, with John Singleton on Shaft and, mm-hmm. you know, Gus Van Zandt, so many right. amazing directors that, you know, they would always come up to me and they would say, mm-hmm. Tracy, what do you think? You know, after a shot, right? Mm-hmm. And I would have mm-hmm. this bubble on my head. And I remember John was looking at me one time because he was like, Tracy, what do you think of that shot? And I was like, and in my head, I was like, I think I should be the director if you go ask me what I think. <laughs> you know? Sorry. Huh? Oh, no, so quick, very quickly. Go ahead. On Antoine Fisher, I had helped, I had done the script, the sketch of the, in Antoine Fisher, he also sketches, the character does, and he was doing a, 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 a drawing of a cricket. Uh-huh. I did the drawing for the cricket. I did the actual sketch that's in the movie. 
on set, Denzel said, Warren, go direct that shot. So the shot of, of Derek Luke in the movie drawing, I directed that shot in the movie and I had to give him direction off camera. So Denzel, thank you again, Brother D, he got me my first official directing job in the in the industry that people have seen. Excellent. Years ago. So I'm sorry. Go right ahead. No, 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 no. That was excellent. That was, I mean, really, really excellent. Like, that's the reason why I was saying that you have immersed yourself with the greats, too. And I would love to see what you could do, you know, with all of this work and experience. It's just going to be coming. We'll have you back on, you know, for the premiere of your film. So now. (laughs) Lock it in. Lock it in. Warren, amazing. All day today, I was like, I can't wait to see Warren because it's going to be a good one. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, hold on. We have two um, spirited actors who have questions for you, Warren. So um, Elsa's going to bring them on and tell us their names. Okay. Okay. Yes, today we have Miss Kenya Haylinger. You can come on, Kenyon, ask your question. Right. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. So my question is, have you ever worked with a director that was very difficult? And if so, how did you deal with that? Grin and Barrett. Um, <laughs> most future people have been fine by and large. Everyone has people that they don't always click with. And you just kind of deal with it. And I just... I also work with DPs, directors of photography. They can hire me. I work with stunt coordinators also. You just got to like, you get past it. Because um, I've been, I've done very well feature-wise, but sometimes on commercials or whatever. Even on second unit, there have been issues where it's just not great. It's It's a job, go home, take a breath. Okay. But you just be professional at all times. Okay. That's it. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kenya. You're welcome. And next up, we have Miss Monet Sharif. Hey, Monet. Hey. Wow. I am so happy to be here. First of all, wow. Okay, Warren Drummond. All right, I'll stop being a groupie. So (laughs) my question, I, I can't help it. Um, you know, because I did do my research and and um, I have actually an animated piece. So my question to you is, what are your thoughts about the animation Bible? What should the contents be to you? What what should that look like? Well, anime, well I'm not an animator per se. Mm-hmm. I'm a live action. So I, so I do live action uh, films. So. I would say for anyone that wants to do live action storyboards or just direct, there's this great book called Shot by Shot by Stuart Katz. It's a directing book, but it has storyboards in there. But I'm a big fan of animation. And um, and by the way, uh, my family and I are getting into animation because my wife and son wrote a book, children's book behind me. I'm a brilliant little black boy, and we were developing it to be an animated uh, project. So we're going to be oh, pitching wow. it very soon. We have some great people involved, including the great Peter Ramsey and oh. uh, great manager, producer Tarek Heitman. So nice. 
Betty, Josh, and I and the team are working on that. So uh, look for that to be an animated project very soon. Beautiful. So, for live yeah, action, shot by shot, great book. I recommend it highly. Okay. Okay. I, for some reason, I also thought you did animation as well. Soon, the, the, that project, that would be it. But I, you must have foresaw that. I did, I did work on, I did do some work on the latest Space Jam as one of the storyboard artists. That yeah. would be like probably it as far as animation, animated feature work. Okay. Because yeah. I love your storyboards. Like when you look at the storyboards and the actual mm-hmm. shots, because mm-hmm. I saw some of those, you know, and I was like, <laughs> it was unbelievable how spot on you are, you know? I'm like, geez. It helps. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank, oops, thank sorry. you. Thank, thank you, Monet, you. for your question. And thank you again, Warren. Um, yeah. We're going to, you're still blessed. Warren is going to hang out for us for class and session. So we'll be right back with the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And we're going to come back with Warren Drummond. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore, and we are still blessed. We have Warren Drummond in the house, live in the house. Um, and now we're coming up to class and session where I like to play and um, get a chance for you to see some of our Spirit Actor alumni. So Elsa's going to introduce the actors and we are going to go right into the scene. All right. All right. So today for class and session, we have three of our Spirited Actor uh, podcast veterans. We have Miss Shamika Nelson. Hello. Hello. And Shamika just also happened to write this scene for today. All right. Excellent. And then we have Mr. Alfonso Walker Jr. Bless, bless, bless. Hello. And we have Miss Monet Sharice back to to show you her acting skills this time. Hello again. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. So let's get started. Uh, today's scene is complicated murder case, written by Shamika Nelson. Interior Thanks. house. Interior house of Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. Sounds of three crying children pleading for the release of their mother while watching her being arrested for murdering their father. Nakia Johnson speaking to her 18-year-old daughter. Maya, look at me. Look at me. Maya Chetel. Focus and wipe those tears. Call Attorney Lopez and tell her to meet me at the fourth district precinct. Got that? Hey, everything's just gonna be okay. It's time to go. Inferior, fourth district police station. Sergeant Johnson, what the hell happened? Well, hello to you too, Jack. I already see where this is about to go. Sergeant Johnson, I'm trying to help you. The help you me? Know. Help me? <laughs> you already know that anything I said will be used against me. So save all of your questions for when Attorney Lopez arrives. All right, look, I apologize for being so direct. It's protocols. I haven't seen your girls in like almost two years. They're growing up so quick. Jack, Jack, I wrote the PhD on how to utilize the rapport building tactic. As a matter of fact, I believe I taught you. So like I said, hold your questions. Attorney 
Attorney Lopez rushes in. Seriously, guys, are handcuffs really necessary? Yes. Sergeant Johnson is accused of killing her husband, Judge Johnson. Wow. Okay, that's a serious allegation. What evidence do you have to prove that? His blood on her clothing. Oh, the same blood that happens to be on the suspect you already have in custody? Okay, look, Sergeant Johnson, I'm sure that the prosecuting attorney would love to hear your story. I'm sure she can work something out. <laughs> Speaking of prosecuting attorney, hmm, Walker, you should let her know that this case has already been picked up by Attorney General Kowalski. Hold tight, Sergeant. You'll be out shortly. See. See. Wow. Okay. A little applause to you, actors. All right, Warren, whatever feedback you want to give them, anything. Y'all good. <laughs> um <laughs> The handcuffed detective loved you, felt you were, I saw a cop in there, strong, very strong. And the fact that you you wrote the book that he was trying to play on you was great. I love the detective, your friend, trying to use a tactic. Both of you have really great speaking voices also, so that worked for me but I felt that you two had a past and uh, you both carried it through very well. The attorney added a whole different feel, a levity almost. She didn't have to be as, as intense as the cops because they have all the, but the, the attorney came in the, hey, I'll get you out really soon. So I thought everyone, everyone everything worked really well and very well balanced. Wow. Thank you. That's great. Spirit Actor alumni, Sharika, Alfonso, and Monet. Thank you so much. And once again, everybody, let's put our hands together for Storyboard Extraordinaire, getting ready to be Director Extraordinaire. Ladies yep. and gentlemen, Mr. Ward Drummond. Yeah. And this is, thank you very much. And this is the first time I've had, I've had someone clap for me with handcuffs on. <laughs> <laughs> And if it's not the first time, I got a problem, okay? Uh -oh. <laughs> My wife will have a problem, a big one. So I just want to say this first time, I'm not into that, y'all. So just clean <laughs> it up. Clean it up. Don't play that. Uh, the handcuffs with the... So much fun. Thank you, man. So much fun. Thank you all. All right. Pleasure. We're going to be back on the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of love. A little bit of love. And now it's time to give love. So recently I had to deal with a business situation and I wasn't happy about it, but I prayed for the right words. I prayed for clarity. The fear wasn't confronting the situation because I don't know about you, but I like to sleep peacefully at night. So after I had to approach the person for a conversation, I honestly said all the points that I wanted to make and I didn't waver. The fear didn't exist because I felt 
a peace and a security that was in the comfort of my truth. And it allowed me to speak my truth. And it didn't allow fear to come in. It was like my armor. You got to build armor around yourself to protect your soul from the dream bursters, from the yabba dabba do people, the naysayers, the haters. You have to protect your soul from that energy because that is where the fear comes from. It's their fear that we allow to come into us. Protect your spirit. Protect your soul, protect your life because it's worth it. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-course, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.